even Anna to whom Anna is due. Let's please be on our feet as we welcome the ministration of our dear pastor, Pastor Emmanuel Entribosiakon, as he ministers to us. God bless you. You can take your seats. Praise the Lord. How are you doing? And shake the one by you left or right and ask them, how are you doing in the Lord? Uh, by the grace of God, we are also doing very well. And uh, we are here in our fullness. Uh, my wife is at the back. My lovely wife is at the back. Uh, Rabina Manko is here with me. And then our three daughters, Inshira, Nyamiye, and Nyamido, are also around. And we want to bless God for this opportunity. Amen. We bring you greetings once again from PIWC Swami, where Jesus works. And today we are trusting him that he will also work on us and work in us for his own glory. Amen. You want to just rise a little to your feet? We are talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost Convention. We are talking about prayer. We are talking about the fact that a touch of the Lord. And we are saying that when the Lord touches you, he automatically changes your position. When the Lord touches, anytime the Lord touches anybody, he opens his eyes to see better and to see clearer. And we are trusting God that this morning he will do the same with us. And that he will cause us to see far. He will cause us to have an understanding into the, things, the issues and the things of this life. And that is what this morning we are desiring him to do in our lives. Job 32 verse 7 and 8. Job 32 verses 7 and 8. This is one of the friends of Job speaking. And he says, I said age should speak and multitude of years should teach wisdom but there is a spirit in man and the breath of the almighty gives him understanding this was after his friends have spoken into Job about the situations and the conditions happening around him and then the Lee, who being the youngest, also wanted to speak. And then, being the youngest, obviously he had given room for the, the elders to speak. And after they had spoken and still realized that they had still not yet met the need of Job, he then realized, oh, after all, it is not that age is always teaching wisdom. Because there are people who could grow old but also lack wisdom. And then it is not just by experience. But it says that I have seen clearly the difference is that there is a spirit in a man. And it is the breath of the Almighty that gives him an understanding. A touch of the Lord gives us an understanding into our work with him. Into our plans and into our purposes. And this morning you want to pray that the touch of the Lord will come upon your spirit. There is an understanding. When we talk about understanding, we are talking about a function of knowledge. You may have knowledge in an area, 
But until that knowledge becomes functional to solving problems, you have still not yet gained an understanding. This morning, you want to just tell the Lord, Lord, give me the spirit of understanding. Give me the spirit of wisdom. I need this in this touch. As you touch my spirit, as you touch my soul, breathe upon me once again that breath of understanding. For there is a spirit in a man, but it is a breath of the Almighty that gives them an understanding. Lift your voice and just begin to speak to God this morning. The Lord, we are gathered at your feet and we are desiring for an understanding that comes from you. And this can only be made possible when we have received a touch from you. Touch us again that our strength may return. Touch us again, O oh God, that you will put us on that special pedestal. Touch us again that we can walk in the spirit. Touch us again that we will be sensitive, Lord, to your moves. Touch us again that we will be sensitive to sin and run away from sin. Touch us again, the Lord, our members will be subjected under your control and under your dictatorship. Father, touch us again that we will be able to receive divine strength and impartation to journey on and to move on as the days go by. In the name of Jesus, touch us again, touch us again, Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven.
Lord, lift me up. Lord, lift me up. And let me stand. I think of In the presence of the King, in the presence of the Savior, in the presence of our Father, have we come this morning? You want to speak to Him, oh God, that the last day in this convention, the last day in this convention, I do not want to go back the same. But I have come for a fresh fire. I've come for fresh start. I've come for fresh insight. I've come for fresh understanding into the things and into the issues of life. Even in the name of Jesus. Lo kabante abrando. Libando lobos. Oh Jesus. Manto lobo kabrando. Manto lobe andalabas. Shile lebe andalabraba kabrando. In the name of Jesus, oh thou spirit divine, oh thou spirit divine, this morning, Lord, our hearts are open up unto you. Our hearts are ready to receive the touch of you. In the name of our Lord and our Savior Jesus, Lobasian Danabakayanto. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. She and go for fro, go make cram. Nama. Nia Yeah. 
Anybody that has an encounter with divinity, the scales in their eyes fall off. Finally, you want to pray the Lord, let every scale in my eyes fall off. Let every scale blocking me from beholding the true beauty of you, Jesus. Let it give way. Just pray surely on this, the Lord. Touch me, touch me, touch me this morning. And let every scale in my eye lose its ground. Even in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, even in the name of Jesus. Amen. Shall we take our seats in prayer and a clap offering to God? Yes, oftentimes uh, we, we, we want to sing the chorus. That one I know most of you can sing it. Uh, but the first part, which is equally so much important, uh, some of us uh, are fumbling. Uh, so we will have to learn it and revisit it well. Right? Uh, so he's talking about the fact that so oja fufro ewomikrim soja ewomikrim and by the grace of God um, the music team has done some translations about some of these old tree songs into some English and so now this one we have it in, a, in, the, in the English version can we learn it right now can we learn it right now uh, we have it in the English version uh, my wife is here she can help us uh, so that we, we can sing it uh, uh, together Mm. But the tree version says that she and go for frugal me cremo mania a woman and young quen why why me ni swahoma mami hunu or hini no soja me cremu. Is that right? She and go for frugal me cremu. Ma nia e wuni nanya and quen why, why, man, ni swa homa, mami hunu, ohine no soja, wame kremu. So that is all. I hope it's not difficult. So can we try it? Let's go. She and go for frogu, me kremu. Ma nia e wuni nanya and kwebium. Why, why, man, 
ni swa homa mami hunu ohene no soja wo me kremu let's go she and go for fro she and go for fro go me kremu ma nia ewo nyi na nya enkwa biem why why me ni swa homa mami hunu ohene no soja wo me kremu there we come to the chorus oje oje oja sum sum kron kroni oja oje oja sum sum kron kroni oja beya wa juma Beye we juma kumemu Oje Onyamenija So that is all. Uh, the English version says Pour out fresh oil into my soul And revive all that is dead in me Break the scales from my eyes let me see the king set fire in my soul pour out fresh oil into my soul and revive all that is dead in me break the scales from my eyes let me see the king set fire in my soul amen uh, so that is it uh -huh. so we want you to love them uh -huh. and then sometimes write them so that when you are singing you can be projecting them and uh, so that you can be familiar with the words as well amen you will look at it some other time god bless you for coming and we want to thank god that today as this special day as we climax what we began from Thursday when we started talking about the fact that there is a spirit in a man. What makes you a complete human being is a clear identification of the fact that you are first a spirit. You are first a spirit. The world is throwing a lot of conformities and a lot of standards onto us and trying to, as it were, change the positions trying to place emphasis on the body, then sometimes they will consider the soul. So at least we go to institutions to go and study. That is the soulish world, the soulish realm. Because the soul talks about the mind, talks about our emotions, and talks about our will. So we come to school to study. You are reading medicine, you are reading pharmacy, you are reading various programs and courses. Someone is doing psychology, someone is doing sociology. You are doing all these things just to develop the soul, to be able to prepare and gain some kind of knowledge about some things about life. But this is in the soulish realm. And then somehow, some way, the world is making us forget about our spirit completely. It is making us forget about our spirit completely. But I came to let you know that if you are talking about the Holy Ghost Convention, then we want to realign and reorganize who man is. And the fact is that man is first a spirit. And then that spirit has a soul. And then that soul lives in this container we call the body. Praise the Lord. That is a reason why it is not enough to have just knowledge. It is not enough just to have 
some kind of insight into some things of life. You can have knowledge. And so, you may have knowledge about the fact that smoking can even be dangerous to your health. But I can tell you that when we were in the Volta region, we saw doctors trained from Cuba who were smokers. They were chain smokers. Maybe here you don't have some. Maybe here you don't have some. But I'm sure you may find one maybe at the world somewhere. Are we here together? When I was doing my MPhil in Legon, I had a friend also doing his master's program together. We were doing it together. But this guy, he's a very gentle and cool guy. You see him, you know, yeah, moving up and down. But it's like, I didn't really know him. Then one morning, around 3 a.m., as I was just cabbing and praying in the spirit, I just came out. And as soon as I stepped out, I saw the gentleman smoking. Then when he saw me, he started running. Running away. Running away. With, running. And I was like, oh. So I felt like, ah, who you crossing the bar? Who you crossing the bar? Somebody in the university. Ah, at least. And who are you going to with him? Oh, no, Oh, who you crossing his bar? So, but why do you think he was running away? He was running away because he knew that what I have seen him doing, it doesn't really match up. It doesn't really fit him. And so this morning, I came to challenge you to call your spirit into our life. To bring your spirit back into motion. And then to cause your spirit to receive that greatest treasure that God has ever given unto humanity. And that is his Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. On Wednesday, Thursday, we started sharing about the fact that God created Adam and gave him the spirit. Because Genesis 2, 7 tells us that and the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the earth and he breathed into him the breath of life. And we said man became a living soul. So for man to become a living soul, it was the breath that entered into him. And this morning, may that breath of God come into you. May that breath of God be impacted into you. And God placed him in the garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. The Lord gave him a basic instruction. And told him that take charge. Take care of the garden. And the Lord said, I have commanded you to eat of every tree in the garden. Except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For that tree, do not eat it. For the day you eat it, in dying you shall die. The day you eat it, your spirit mind will become inactive. That when I come into the garden you will not discover me. You will not find me. When I come into the garden, you will begin to run away. So no wonder after they had eaten, when the Lord came, the Bible said when the Lord came as he has been coming in the cool of the day, when man heard the sound of God, he started running away. It was just a confirmation of what he had told him earlier. That if you eat of this tree, then there will be disruptions. That your spirit man will be lost. And when the spirit man got lost, Look at the questions God asked him. And look at the, the, the answers he was giving him. Adam, where are you? And what was his answer? Someone said, he said, I, uh, I saw that I was naked and I hid myself. You see, when your spirit man is disorganized, Adam, where are you? Then he started. I heard your voice. And then I was afraid. And so I hid myself. Adam, where are you? Have you eaten of the tree? As not to eat. It was the woman. Who, then, why are you disorganized? This morning I came to challenge you. That if there have been some disorganization in your spirit man. And in your whole component. May the spirit of the Lord. That brings meaning and understanding. Breathe upon you once again. And may he realign you. 
We are talking about repositioning, even of the entire church. And as we get ourselves to be repositioned, we want you to understand that one of the things that sets Pentecost apart is the emphasis and the premium we place on the Holy Spirit. Tell someone the emphasis and the premium we placed on the Holy Spirit. And so our team is saying that touch us again that our strength may return. It is a cry of the psalmist. The test, the theme in itself is crying out. And it, it is crying, desiring for something unique to happen. And this thing, he is calling for it again, meaning that he had it. But somehow, somewhere, he lost it at a point in time. And we said that, yes, the busyness of this life, the hustles and the bustles, the ups and downs, the studies and the programs and the courses and the things we are doing gives us a lot of, as it were, disruptions that in some time, somehow, some way, we get so much disorganized and then we forget the strength, the divine strength that we have received. But the good news is that it is not just a touch for a day, but it is a daily touch. So that touch us again that our strength may retain the strength of understanding, the strength of knowing the purposes for my being, the strength of having an insight into where I am going. Someone saw my signature and then he says, hey, why is that when you sign your signature, there's a question mark on it? And I said, yes, my signature is asking at least three questions. And the first one is that, who am I? Ask the one by you, who are you? Ask another one, who are you? And then I said, the second question is that, where am I going? Then the third question is that, no, um, um, where did I come from is the second one. And then the third one is, where am I going? Who are you? Where have you come from? And where are you going? Today, may the Lord breathe meaning into this, that you know who you are. You know where you have come from. And then you know where you are also going. So that you will not just exist, but you will live. Quickly, we want to take a scripture from First Kings. And then we will share a few insights there and then pray. Our time is not a good friend today, but we want to still manage it and then pray. So First Kings chapter 18. First Kings chapter 18. And we want to quickly start from verse 25. It's a bit lengthy. We want to quickly read First Kings chapter 18, verses 25 through to Maybe verse 36. So first Kings chapter 20, chapter 18, verse 25. Now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one bull for yourselves and prepare it first. For you are many and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. Say, put no fire under it. So they took the bull which was given them and they prepared it and called on the name of Baal from morning even till noon saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice. No one answered. Then they leaped about the altar which they had made. And so it was at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is meditating or he is busy. 
or he is on a journey or perhaps he is sleeping and must be awakened this is divine sense of humor so they cried aloud and cut themselves as was their custom with knives and lances until the blood gushed out on them and when midday was passed they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice but there was no voice no one answered no one paid attention take note of these things there was no voice no one answered and no one paid what attention we started by letting you know that there is a conflict in the realms of the heavens we said that there is a first heaven the second heaven and there is a third heavens is that right and we established the fact that in the second heavens is the realms of principalities thrones and dominions forces of darkness in the wicked places who contended with angel gabriel when he was bringing the request of daniel and in this scripture it clearly tells us that these ones the prophets of baal who were calling upon their gods and calling upon fire it simply meant that they have had an experience before do you think that if they have never called fire would they have done that because it'll have been that uh, this, this is strange to us we have never done this but look at what happened the bible says they called upon Baal and they were crying and then they changed years when it, they got a time where they started from morning until noon nothing was happening they started cutting themselves why they wanted to change their position they wanted to take it to the high gear and still see that the results will come I came to let you know that the people of this world sometimes are wiser than the children even of God and Jesus himself said it that the people of the world are wiser why would they do all these things because they wanted to still call fire and let fire come but the Bible says there was no fire there was no answer why because Elijah had already locked up the heavens he had locked up that second heavens that their fire could have come from because there, there is a fire and there is another fire praise the Lord and when the higher fire is coming it has power over the second one and so these guys were calling fire because they knew that they wanted to challenge the God of Elijah and prove to him that he alone cannot be the prophet and you see the Bible says that they even prophesied but we pray that you will prophesy with the true spirit of God when the fire comes the gift of prophecy is imparted when the fire comes your spirit man is open and is enlightened to receive direct instructions from God that will help your work here on earth so that you don't need any human being to look into your palms and prophesy and tell you that you don't need the zodiac the stars to be able to tell what will happen to your destiny are we together when i was in secondary school there used to be these newspapers that would come up i don't know whether they are still there zodiacs and then you and then they can tell you the things will happen to you they will tell you the month in which you were born and then you check it and then it will tell you things and somehow some way when you begin to follow it i came to let you know that there are forces of darkness that can also reveal some things but you don't need that one because we have a better revelation from the lord and that is what you and i need this morning and i pray that we shall get there 
They started calling. And the Bible says, as it was their custom, they started cutting themselves with knives. Why? Because their God was failing them. Then Elijah moved into the sense of humor and, and then told them that maybe your God is sleeping. Maybe he is meditating. Maybe he is on a journey. Maybe he is traveling. So call on him. I pray and I came to tell you that when the fire comes upon you, the enemy, God will cause you to mock him. That when you move out, your life will be a sign and a wonder that the watching world cannot read and cannot interpret. And then the Lord will cause them to be a laughing stock, even in your eyes. Elijah was mocking them. Then verse 30, then Elijah said to the people, come near to me. Say, come near to me. So all the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken. When God touches you, there is the need to be brought together. And thank God our team is saying that building a unified church established in Christ for maximum impact. Tell someone, let us come together. We are talking about the touch of the Lord. We are talking about receiving fresh fire from him. And before this fire will be able to work in our lives, we must come together. Elijah was bringing the kingdoms together. Why? Because 10 of the tribes had gone to be in the northern kingdom and they had mixed themselves with all kinds of idolatry, all kinds of worship, all kinds of spirits that were not right. And so Elijah alone, standing on the altar, said, come near. Why? Because he wanted to bring them together because the fire can be set ablaze when there is unity of purpose amongst us. And so he gave them first the, the, their trial to try it by calling their fire. And when they realized that it couldn't work from morning till noon till evening after cutting themselves and after prophesying and doing all manner of things, it couldn't happen. Yes. Why? Because there was a greater fire that had, as it were, truncated that fire that could have come. So Elijah said, come together. This morning, as a church and as individuals, as pension members, how united are we? in the things we have set our hearts to do? How organized are you even in your thoughts? How well are you looking at working together as part of the body of Christ in building the church of God? I came to tell you that the fire will be useless when there is division amongst us. The fire will not be able to burn brightly, burn and destroy the kingdoms of darkness when the sense of oneness, when the sense of unity is not amongst us. And today I see the Lord bringing unity amongst us. I see the Lord bringing a sense of purpose amongst us. And I see the Lord using you, not just to organize pencil, but even in your homes and in your families. There are some of us, because of this fire that has come, you must organize your homework and bring them together. Maybe some of your parents, maybe your mom or your dad doesn't even know Christ. Maybe a family member has not really met this Jesus that we are talking about. And it's like you are not making time to really talk to them and bring them. Some of you are not even going to your hometowns because you are afraid of witches and wizards. Are we together? Are we together? Because if you say, Mekou, 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 Because there is a fire that is set in you. And that fire must bring the people together. Then, there was another thing Elijah did, which I want us to take notice of. The Bible says that, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. He repaired. When you read from the Amplified Version, it says that he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been broken down by Jezebel. Are you here? I came to tell that when the fire of God comes, when God touches you with his fire, 
the broken vessels of Jezebel, the broken altars of forces of darkness, the Lord will cause you to repair them. The Lord will cause you to repair them. And may the Lord bring that repairing grace into you and over everything that even concerns you as well. He repaired. This morning I've come to let you know that you must repair the broken altars. The broken altar. When we talk about the altar, we are talking about a place, an intercession of divinity meeting humanity. The altar of God is a place of fellowship. The altar of God is a place of power and the presence of God. The altar of God is a place where you deliberately meet with God. So the altar in the olden days was a physical structure, was a physical thing that was put up. But in the New Testament, the altar of God is not just a physical something, but it's any place that you have purpose and decided to meet with God. So as we have come here as a church and as, as we are meeting in this very room, this is the altar of the Lord. Then in your closet, you must repair the altar. I started sharing also with you that we are going back to the basics, going back to the things that makes us Pentecostals. And one of them is quiet time, daily devotional life, making time to study, to read through the scriptures and meditate on the word of God. You see, it is not enough to even read the Bible. Even the prophets of Baal, they were meditating. They, they did all these things. So when you come also as a child of God, when you want to receive fresh fire and the touch of the Lord, that touch must cause you now to move from just reading the Bible to meditations. Are we together? Because check throughout the scriptures. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 will tell you that this book of the law, let it not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate. He didn't say read. But you shall meditate on it day and night and be careful to do all that is written therein. For then you yourself shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. Prosperity is not in the mouth of someone saying, saying that uh, jump 10 times and say, I will prosper, I will prosper, I will prosper 10 times, then you prosper. No. It begins with building the altar of the Lord, repairing the altar of the Lord. When the Lord gives you a touch, he will constantly remind you that your altar must always be placed, must always be put intact. Your altar must always be checked so that it is not broken. What are the things that have entered into your altars that are distracting and bringing some strange fires into your life? The Bible says, walk in the spirit and you shall not satisfy the desires of the flesh. What are the things? As young people and as students, our sexual desires and sexual passions can be so high. But when you understand yourself that I am the author of the Lord, that anywhere I go, anywhere I stand, I am careful to ensure that I am repairing the broken altar. And I am ensuring that the altar will no longer be broken, but I will keep it intact. May the Lord grant us this grace. I say, may the Lord grant us this grace that we will keep this altar. And he repaired the altar of the Lord. That was broken by Jezebel. Verse 31 says, And Elijah took 12 stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. He started establishing what God had always desired to do in the lives of his people. You see, Esau and Jacob are the two sons of Isaac. Is that right? And you see, God deliberately chose Jacob. But when he chose Jacob, he had to remind him and then to 
give him a name that will culminate and that will bring the Israelites together. And you know, when Jacob had deceived the father, when he was going to take the blessings from Esau, when the father asked him, who are you? What is your name? He shouted, I am Esau. The father felt, ah, this voice is the voice of Jacob. And so the father said, come, let me feel you. When the father touched him, he saw that the hands are the hands of Esau, but the voice of Jacob. And listen to what the old man said. He said, these are the hands of Esau, but the voice is the voice of Jacob. And yet, because he was still interested in, in the meat, he went ahead and then released the blessings upon him. So Jacob carried out this, as it were, a blessing in a disguise, a blessing tainted with lies. Because he had said he was Esau. So you remember that when he was returning, when he met the angel, and then he was battling with him, the angel asked him again, what is your name? He wanted to realign and to reposition him. And then to cause him to be on the line of the blessing. And so there, he had to speak the truth and said, I am Jacob. He never said, I am Esau, because he knew he was not Esau. So when he said, I am Jacob there, then the angel said, then from today, your name will no longer be Jacob, but you will be Israel. When the fire of God comes upon you, when the fire of God comes upon you, lies and deceptions are thrown away. Then honesty and transparency becomes the hallmark of that child of God. And so he received that name Israel. And then God said that through him, he was going to raise the people of Israel, the 12 sons of Israel. So when Elijah set up the altar and rebuilt it, he called the 12 tribes and then told them that this is the covenant we have had with the Lord. In the same vein, as we talk about fresh fire, as we talk about a touch of the Lord, we want to remind you of the covenant that this church of Pentecost had with God. Through prophecies and these things have, have sort of traveled over the years and the seasons. And I came to encourage you that if you are one of us, if you are part of Pensa, then see yourself as a privileged individual who must constantly also walk in this covenant. The covenant says that. And let me share a few with you. It is not because you are many or you are few, but I have chosen you that through you I will establish my purposes to the nations. And see, one of the things that our founder did at the point in time when a particular church was struggling with the church of Pentecost over properties and items. The leadership as of that time came to him and said, oh, McKeon, they have taken our drums. They have taken our, our instruments. They have taken our chairs. Let us take the case to court so that we can get a good lawyer to defend us and then we can take it. Then McKeon told them, no, they have taken the properties. They have taken the lands. They have taken the buildings. They have taken the drums. But we have the Holy Spirit. Just rise to your feet in a few minutes. Michael told them that they have taken these things, but we have the Holy Spirit. And so when we are talking about the Holy Ghost Convention, then we must remind you that you have the Holy Spirit. And by the grace of God and his mercies, today, we are not comparing ourselves to any other church, but we can say in all humility that the Lord has blessed us. The Lord has visited us. And therefore, today, I also came to challenge you that if you are also here, I want to remind you that you are part of this covenant of blessing. And in this covenant, the Lord will meet your needs. The Lord will bring what is also needful in your life. But seek ye first the Holy Spirit. 
Seek him first, the Holy Spirit. And once you get the Holy Spirit, then you can be sure that every other thing will fall in line for you. Praise the Lord. You want to just bow down heads shortly? For the sake of time, I want to just round up clear on this and then we will pray. Elijah continued with them. So he gathered the twelve sons of Jacob to whom the word of the Lord had come saying, Israel shall be your name. Today, we are called a church of the spirit and that shall be your name. And then he put the, the wood in order and blah, blah, blah. And then, he, and then the Bible says in the verse 36, and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. I've done all these things what? At your word. When the fire comes, you begin to do the things of God at his word. So Elijah was not just doing anything, but all that he started doing, he was doing them because he had been instructed. May you also receive that instruction from the Lord. That will help you do things. And he says, hear me, O Lord. Hear me that these people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back even unto you again. Verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Then verse 39 says, Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. This morning, you want to just bow down your heads once again. And you want to call upon God. That Lord, just as Elijah received strength and was able to prove to the watching world that indeed there is a God that releases the, the ultimate fire. We have also come to receive that fresh fire from you. And by this imposition, we are blocking every strange fire every strange fire in the atmosphere every strange fire on our campus every strange fire in our room every strange fire amongst our friends that sometimes distract us we want to pray against every fire of the devil that may it be quenched may it be destroyed may it be burst out and may the power of the lord come through for us we are praying firstly rising up against any strange fire rising up against any force of darkness rising up against any wicked spirits rising up against any plan any scheme and any devices of the devil lift the voice and begin to pray the lord on this campus we want to saturate this entire environment with the fire of the lord therefore we pray against every strange fire let every strange fire let it not oh god materialize let it not stand the test of time even in the 